I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. Can an old barge sitting in Biscayne Bay help the city of Miami come face to face with the challenge of climate change? That's the intent of the Miami Science Barge, a creation of Capsi and one of 32 winners of the Night Cities Challenge in its inaugural year. Alyssa Farina is an innovation associate at Capsi and one of the organizers of the Miami Science Barge. Alyssa, tell me about the Miami Science Barge. Well, I'm really excited to be working on it because there's really nothing like it in the southern United States. And uh, what we've recognized about Miami is that there's really no space for people to convene and talk about sustainability issues. There's kind of different nonprofits doing work all over the city, but no central place for us to talk about it. So what we're doing is creating a floating marine laboratory and meeting place for us to talk about the sustainability and environmental issues affecting Miami and trying to create action towards the formation of the future of Miami. You have a convening place, you have a place that will thematically uh, signal to people, let's talk about sustainability, but what actually happens on the science barge? What will people be able to see and do? So one of the big things about the science barge is in its essence, it's sustainable. It's all powered by renewable energy. We're going to be using solar panels for all of our energy needs. Everything will use bioremediation for our sustainable marine system. So we will have a mahi habitat. We will have oyster restoration, bringing back native species, some restoration around mangroves and seagrasses, and um, hydroponics and aquaponics, different techniques of growing plants and animals for our food needs that really help us deal with our resource needs in the 21st century. Can I simply see this as a visitor or do I learn to do it myself? Tell me about the interaction visitors have to the Science Barge and with the exhibits. Both, actually. So one of our main pieces of programming will be public weekend tours where they will see how all of these factors interact with each other, how the energy systems feed to all of the marine systems so that way it's a big connected system. And then on evenings and weekends, we're planning to have it as a venue. People will be able to program the space, and it's really great because it's in a public park, it's easily accessible by public transportation, so it makes it really low barrier to entry for people to come visit this space. Miami's new science museum, The Frost, is just across the park lawn from uh, the barge. What is it you can do on a barge that you can't do in a $275 million new building? That is a great question and uh, something that we see often. And we're actually, we're great partners with Frost Science. Uh, we're working together as a satellite of their institution. But this space is a little, I guess, grittier. It's got more, it's more experimental. The Science Museum is very polished, whereas here we aren't afraid to make mistakes and get a little bit dirtier than you can in the science museum. It'll be a bit more experimental and uh, a bit wetter, we hope to. <laughs> we Americans are notoriously clueless about science, uh, not something we should be proud of. Why do you think a barge in Biscayne Bay will make a difference? Well, I think it's very place-based. And for Miami, a lot of the environmental issues we face are kind of water 
they, they reside in the water. So we have saltwater intrusion, sea level rise, climate change, our uh, freshwater drinking water. So I think that having it on the water is a great way to leverage the issue and speak about it, as well as for the fact that it resides on the boundary between the urban scape and the natural scape. So it's a very nice metaphor for how we can bring those two things together. Let me ask you the obvious. Where do you find a barge and how did you arrange to park it on what may, may be the best piece of real estate in downtown Miami? That was one of the big issues that we didn't foresee being an issue when we started this project. But really what happened is that we were going up and down the river. I found um, our beautiful barge on the online yellow pages. <laughs> really just Googled barge for sale south florida <laughs> the internet is an amazing thing. it really is and it led us to our great barge we have now it's 120 by 30 feet and it's in excellent condition and um so that's how we acquired the barge and how then did our, you acquire the real estate the real estate was we met with uh tim schmond of the bayfront park trust and he is really interested in sea level rise and climate change issues so the minute we presented it to him, he was totally on board. We presented it to the Bayfront Park Management Trust board, and we received unanimous approval for the lease space. So we are really, really fortunate to have that great group behind us who supports this project. Interesting. Miami will most certainly experience the effect of sea level rise. Do you despair about the lack of urgency Miamians and their elected leaders exhibit on this issue? Well, I am really interested in this from the get-go. This is something I studied in school. So I'm actually more discouraged by the doom and gloom that people try to propagate about sea level rise. A lot of people talk about it but aren't really committed to action. And I'm hopeful for the fact that Miami is already having that conversation so that speaks in volumes and we're seeing slow action and we're hoping that the science barge will spur even more action and help us create that new sustainable future for the city. What constitutes success for the Miami science barge? Our idea of success is through reach because it is a convening space and meant for to talk about the issues so the more people who come and visit us and are witness to what we're doing, that is a success for us. We want people to meet other people and have intellectual discussions. So we are just really trying to reach as far and wide in the city as we can. I'm sure Knight will launch another year, another round of the Knight Cities Challenge. Uh, you were a first year winner along with 31 other civic innovators around the country the only winner in Miami um, what advice would you have to other applicants or other people considering becoming applicants for the night cities challenge I say take the leap try it um, we weren't quite sure if you guys were going to love this as much as we did and we're so pleased that you did but, you know, there's sometimes a doubt when you're going through this saying, is my project worth it? And for us, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that we went through it. And if you are considering to apply, 
just do it. It doesn't hurt to make that effort. And sometimes you'll get a message saying you're a finalist and it'll be a really great, awesome day. (laughs) When will we be able to visit the Miami Science Barge? We are still working on a early 2016, the first quarter of 2016 timeline. And we believe we'll be able to stay true to that. So very early next year, and especially all of our Night Cities winners in the colder states should be able to come visit us during their winter time. I can't wait. Thanks so much, Alyssa, for the work you're doing and for being our guest on Night Cities. Thank you so much, Carol. We're so happy to be a Night Cities Challenge winner. Alyssa Farina is an innovation associate at CAPSI and one of the organizers of the Miami Science Barge, a Night Cities Challenge winner. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag Night Cities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at knightfoundation.org forward slash podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview and others. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta.